Welcome back. I'm Heather Caro. And I'm Joe Rutten. <laughs> you ready for this, Heather? Ready. Ready. Wow, ready? they had a dynamic two hours. But before we get into our hours, Joe, they get to hear us for two whole hours. Oh, well, here we go. Here let's, we go. Uh, let the festivities begin. <laughs> We're going to head over to Joseph. Are you on the line with us, Joseph? I am. Thank you for joining us this morning. You're going to start our fantastic hour off in prayer. Why don't you begin? In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. Amen. In the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. 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 Thanks so much, Joseph, for getting us started. Where are you uh, calling from? Uh, Sioux Falls, actually. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. You're welcome. Have a great day. You too. All right, so the 11 o'clock hour for the Spring Live Drive, Day 2. We're broadcasting from the Mustard Seed Catholic Bookstore here in Sioux Falls, South Dakota. Got to say it, South Dakota. Is that how you say it? If you're really from here, yeah. Or South Dakota. No, that's boring. Boring? <laughs> boring. We're not, are we watching the Fargo? Or Fargo, like, yeah. North Dakota here. We're not in North Dakota. But thank you for joining us. And wow, what a dynamic hour before us. No pressure, Joe. We've got some work to do here, Heather. I don't know. We can do it. Well, we'll see. I think, uh, <laughs> God willing. you got a rutting on your team, so that never, we're long-winded. We're, we're, well, we'll see how this thing goes. <laughs> I don't know if that's good or bad, but let's do this thing, yeah, Heather. You're a wild card. I have a couple people that I wanted to thank from the previous hour they called in during the break and so we wanted to send out a great thank you to Rochelle from Virginia she's doing it in memory of her husband who passed away and for the, all of Father Moravitz who has what Father Moravitz is that Moravitz sorry I am stellar who's helped in their journey and then also to Chris from Virginia Ooh. So this is from Chris, and they are making up the difference for Holy Spirit in Virginia. So then last hour, they made their match. Wow. Nice <laughs> work. Nice work. Well, we got, there's, some, there's some parishes out there that got some work to do, baby. How about, <laughs> how about that Father John out in Harrisburg, South Dakota? I He's in the running? He's in the running? Well, I don't know. He ought to be. He is. He Father is. Paul at St. Mary in Sioux Falls. Those hooligans got to get, you know, they got to start know. pulling their weight around this part. I parts. know. I know. If you want to see how the parishes are doing, doing on the incredible parish challenge you can always go to your catholic radio station.com and if you go to our uh, spring live drive feed my sheep you can see how every parish is doing and right now i know virginia isn't up yet but right now st lambert's of sioux falls is in second Ooh, there we go cathedral of st mary's in fargo is in first wow Ooh, all right well, let's so, see if we can't get sioux falls st lambert rocking and rolling i'm pushing for st lambert forget my brothers <laughs> let's go st lambert <laughs> what parish are oh, you're a cathedral i'm you? at cathedral yeah this is joe talking here i got two brothers that are priests we're rutting radio on the radio and uh yeah, so John, they each got a parish. So instead of like picking between the two and like who should I cheerlead, right. 
I want them both to succeed, but I'm going to jump on St. Lambert's. Father Haggerty, okay. St. Lambert's team. Let's we heard it thing. here. All right, Father Haggerty, St. <laughs> Lambert, folks. Let's go after Fargo, baby. We're coming from you. We're, co- we're coming from you from the south. We're invading. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, the number is 877-795-0122. We have a goal this half hour of $2,400, which we totally can do. We have people that have challenged you, our listeners, to call in during this half hour. And those people that have challenged you to call in is Mary from Ray, North Dakota, in honor of all holy marriages. Carol from Hartford, South Dakota. Brian and Lucy from Grand Forks would like to offer this challenge in honor of their wonderful priest, Father Luke Meyer, at the St. Thomas Aquinas Newman Center. And Cynthia from Williston, North Dakota, in honor of their eight-year-old daughter, Briley, in honor of all priests, religious deacons, stepping up the possibilities for us to receive the Lord and from an anonymous giver. So thank you for all of you who have challenged our listeners during this half hour to give, 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 give. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Joe, our first guest is on the line. Uh-oh. The one, the only, Al Cresta. <laughs> Al Cresta is in the house. Good morning, Al. Hey, Heather, Joe, how are you both? Good. Thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, no, I'm glad, glad, and honored to, to help you out here. Uh, this is a very important time for Catholic Radio. Uh, I, I don't know if people understand that uh, during this period that we've had the coronavirus threat, it's made it very difficult for a Catholic ministry generally. Uh, to raise support, and uh, this is a great opportunity now for people to, again, continue to come behind you and partner with you in this work of the new evangelization. How are things going, by the way? Things are going great. We've had a stellar morning. We've been meeting a lot of our goals, and we just are hoping that this continues throughout the next three days. So, fantastic. great. Great. Fantastic. And and Al, you know... uh, Saint Benedict, right? The the wise old monk that uh, may have heard of him. helped rebuild Western <laughs> civilization. Uh, in his rule, he says, uh, "Let us begin our work, praying that the Lord brings it to perfection." Amen. And that's where my heart is. This two hours as we begin is to say, you know, we can only do so much. We're going to do our part here, Al. We're going to get all fired up and talk to you about your show and and you know, crest in the afternoon and the 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 things that your program is doing. But why don't we just kind of just put that in the Lord's lap and say, let's do our part, have a bunch of fun for the next fifteen twenty minutes with you, and then see if the Lord doesn't respond with uh, the perfection of reaching our goal of twenty four hundred dollars. How's that sound, Al? All right. Sounds good. That sounds great. Al, tell me a little bit here. I, uh, I I think we might know a few people in the same circles. I'm an actinite. I like to head out to Grand Rapids and visit Father Sirico <laughs> every summer. So. Yeah, sure. Uh, and this is where I first met you, walking by and seeing your your booth, and I realized, ooh, wow, the power of Catholic radio, mm-hmm. right? Here you are at an economics conference, a, a market, a religious liberty, a human flourishing, and, and just that value, Al. Uh, that you have found uh, with your show. How has your show kind of moved your own heart, and how have you seen it impact and move others uh, in in your own experience? I think I think what's 
distinctive about the work that I do is uh, I believe that we are all, uh, as disciples of Jesus, are meant to be living uh, his kingdom existence now. I know a lot of people are waiting until heaven uh, for that, or waiting for the re- Jesus to return, but I, I've believed all my uh, adult life, anyways, that Jesus, when he came, actually inaugurated his kingdom. And uh, it won't come to fulfillment in its perfection, of course, until his return. But in the meantime, his church is meant to bear witness to that kingdom. And that kingdom is not just something in our hearts. It certainly is there, first of all. You've got to have the Lord reigning uh, in your heart. But it also means that faithful disciples of Christ are going to be asking, how can I demonstrate or manifest the kingdom in some way in every area of my life? So my family, for instance. Um, do we have families that have a sense of mission? Uh, you know, uh, the Church has mission the same way that fire burns, right? This is what the Church exists for. And the home is the domestic Church. And so uh, are we forming our families as domestic churches? Uh, it's also important to point out that none of us do this perfectly, uh, and we all fall short to one degree or another. But I think we, we need to be exhorting one another to say, where can I demonstrate the kingdom of God? Because it's not as difficult as it sounds. When we pray every day that uh, his will would be done on earth as it is in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done. What that's teaching us is that wherever the will of God is obeyed, right, wherever the will of God prevails, that's where we get a chance to see the kingdom. It's usually in very small ways that we get to see it, in acts of reconciliation, or acts of mercy, or acts of instruction. Um, But the point is that whether you're uh, a father, uh, a mother in a family, or if you're a professor in an academic classroom, or if you're a a business executive working for a large corporation, uh, whether you're a a general uh, operating uh, in an army, you can demonstrate the kingdom of God. Jesus is Lord in all areas of life, not just in our hearts, but he's on the throne now. The ascension, his seating at the right hand of the Father, the pouring out of the Holy Spirit on Pentecost, the construction of the kingdom, the mystical union that we have with him means that he does want to reign now in our hearts, first of all, but certainly in every area of our life. So we try to cover that. We, we try to look at the Lordship of Christ in academic circles. We look at it in our understanding of history and world events. We look at it in terms of family and the domestic church. Uh, we, you know, occasionally we'll, uh, we don't do much with music anymore uh, because of licensing restrictions. But we used to do it quite a bit with the world of music, too, and the history of uh, sacred composition. But really, even in the world of entertainment, you can ask yourself if this particular brother in the faith is living a kingdom life or not. Is he demonstrating through his work um, the the Spirit of God? So I think I think the one thing the first in the afternoon does is it tries to focus um, the relevance of Jesus in all these spheres of life that we're all in, you know we're all involved in. <laughs> we can't avoid it. We're embedded in this moment in history, we've got these relationships, 
So the question is, where is Jesus in relationship to our tasks, our relationships, and of course our inner life? Absolutely. So you host Al um, Cresta in the afternoon at 4 p.m. Central Time. And um, what impact have you been seeing as far as um, during the coronavirus itself? Have you been noticing any changes in how your show has been going, people listening more? What is your experience? I don't think I can say with certainty that people are listening more. Uh, I think it's fair to say there's no indication that they're listening less. Mm-hmm. But uh, I think the coronavirus threat is something that this generation uh of American has never, never experienced anything like this, you know. In earlier generations, there have been crisis moments where you've had public health emergencies or you've had war, uh, and we've had very different ways that the Church would meet and congregate. So now we've got the public, you know, suspension of public masses, although some of these are coming back you know, this month. Um, I think that that has caused a lot of frustration with people. So I would say uh, in listening, in, in trying to be attentive to the concern of listeners, that's one thing, uh, the frustration that they feel not being able to get to Mass. Mm-hmm. And so what, I, what we've tried to do, uh, Peter Herbeck and myself and others who have been on the show with me, we've tried to stress that it's true, uh, the bishops have temporarily suspended public Masses, but nobody can suspend the Third Commandment. In other words... We are to worship uh, on <clears throat> the Lord's Day. So we, we have not been um, somehow dispensed from uh, keeping Sunday holy. And I, I think what's one thing we want to I mean, bring up to people, yes, in, in the bishops are, you know, have the responsibility uh, and jurisdiction in determining, in determining the conduct of public masses. But really nobody can tell you you can't worship on Sunday. So, you know, we've been urging people to do this in various ways. So, so my family gathers together on Sunday. Uh, we have a Mass that our our, um, our parish broadcasts, so we're able to watch it on television. Um, my sons are involved in uh, music, so they're involved in that too, and thankfully we've been also able to receive the Eucharist uh, after Mass. But... Um, so we've had a, we've had a kind of relatively easy with with my family, but I would say even for people who cannot uh, watch a televised mass, what they can do is they can encounter Jesus in the scriptures, and we often forget that uh, the church venerates the scriptures just as it venerates the Eucharist, and uh, that's right out of the Catechism, and so we can use this as an opportunity to maybe begin. Um, learning how to enjoy uh, communion with Jesus in the Scriptures in ways that maybe we've never done before. We're hungry. This is a good place to feed. So that's what we've, one of the things we've been stressing on the show, is that there are alternate ways to encounter Christ during this time where we've had a suspension mm-hmm. of public Masses. I, we need you on 
to the whole world now <laughs> sharing this message uh, to Catholic homes, to, to Christian homes, the idea of keeping the Sabbath. We are not dispensed yeah. from the Sabbath. And this mm-hmm. is something that, mm-hmm. you know, this is a new opportunity for us. To, I'm an entrepreneur too, right? I like acting institute yeah. and thinking creatively and, yeah, you know, how, yeah, yeah. Hey, this is a way for us to be creative. So if you want to support us, we think you want to do that right now. You Absolutely. can do so. 877-795-0122 is the number to call again. 877-795-0122. And we are standing by. You can also donate online or through the app. So Outstanding. And, you know, $2,400 goal here this half I know. hour. So let's do this We've got a good there, start folks. on our goal. We've got Chad from Gillette, Wyoming, has Ooh, called in with baby. a generous gift, listening on hey, thanks, Chad. 88.1. His gift is a challenge to homebrewers from... Mr. Wimpy. Oh, all right. Let's I don't do know what that thing. means. Let's do this thing. we got a challenge out there. And, a, and an answer to you, Joe. Somebody has donated. He uh, called out uh, the South Ooh, to give to the North. baby. Somebody from Fargo has donated. Uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> on 1280, an oh. answer to that challenge. So uh-oh. thank you we for did. your... <laughs> all right, all right. Well, here we go. This is great. I'm telling you, I'm fired up here. We've got a great goal of $2,400. We, If you're out there listening, it, um, I know I do this, right? I listen to... And, and I, the, the gap between desire and, and action... Yeah. yeah, is is a big one, but God's grace can prevail. Benedict says God's grace will bring it to perfection. If you're listening and you're like, you know what? I've actually never done it. I'm the one that listens and thinks every time I should do this, but you don't. Or somebody else is going to take care of or it. Or somebody else, right? Now's yeah. the time. Pull the trigger. Let's get this thing rolling. I'm totally excited. Al Krista here's with us. Uh, we're gonna before Al, we jump to finish out our segment with you. Let's give him that phone number one more time. Eight seven seven. Seven nine five zero one two two again eight seven 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 nine five zero one two two and also during this half hour any donor or during this hour any donor that donates will be put into a drawing for a third class relic it's a wooden rosary olive wooden rosary that's been touched to Jesus's tomb at the Holy Sepulchre in Jerusalem and the rosary also has been touched get this, to a relic of the 12 apostles. Uh, can I get that one? <laughs> one rosy, Ooh, rosary will be baby. given away every hour, so call it. in and donate. 877-795-0122. Well, we're here talking with Al Cresta of Cresta We're talking afternoon. to Al Cresta, Joe. I know. <laughs> Al, 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 this is like, you know, it's almost, it's not quite Michael Jordan, right? We're, we got this renewal of Michael Jordan's well, greatness is back, but Al, you're up there, you right? know. Al, I first uh, I think of you a little bit now. You'd probably be like, oh, you know, but, you know, Al Crest is one of the Mount Rushmore figures. We're from South Dakota, right? Yeah, the the yeah. Rushmores. Yeah. You're like one of those radio Mount Rushmore figures yeah. in, in my life. So, Well, the part I love about uh, EWTN, and people think of EWTN as this big global company, which it is. Right. We reach all these corners. But Al, can you talk a little bit about how EWTN and Real Presence Radio overlap, cross paths, and even yeah. are part of Cresta in the afternoon? Sure. This is it's a great story. I hope somebody really does write the story of how Catholic Radio uh took off because it it goes back to uh Mother, usually it's traced back to Mother Angelica, and I think that's right. 
mother in 1996, I believe it was, gave a call uh, over television, EWN television. She gave a call to uh, people to go ahead and purchase radio stations or to uh, lease signals. Mm-hmm. And what she would do is she would make available all the audio off the television programs so that they could, uh, at the radio stations, uh, take the television feed so people would get instruction. Mm-hmm. She was interested, as you know, uh, in ensuring that there was remedial catechesis. She knew that American Catholics were not very well catechized. And so uh, she saw radio as one way, a relatively inexpensive way, of doing that. So that was 96. Um, I know in Ann Arbor, we started uh, a station, WDEO, in the fall of that year, 96, and we began taking, uh, pulling down those audio feeds uh, from Mother. I came in February of 97 because I'd been had a lot of experience in broadcasting and, and talk radio. And then we began uh, doing my program in August 97. And at that time, there were only about four stations that, that were Catholic stations in America. There was one in Jacksonville Beach, Florida, uh, Reno, Nevada, uh, St. Louis, and then in Ann Arbor, Detroit area. Uh, that was in 97. Today... You know, you're, pu- you're pushing 500 stations mm-hmm. uh, in the United States. And wow. so you're, you're looking at an explosion mm-hmm. of interest. And so over those years, uh, Ave Maria Radio began producing uh, our own programming and asking if EWTN, if it would be helpful. Mm-hmm. And then at one point, EWTN liked what we were doing, so they took the Ave- some of the Ave Maria Radio programming like Teresa in the morning, uh, Catholic Connection, Crest mm-hmm. in the Afternoon, Pop Checks, uh, Mortal Life, and, and Ray, uh, the Doctor is in. In fact, I think Ray was the first program that they took. Um, so we've been hand-in-glove with EWTN for a long time, mm-hmm. and we've also been really enjoyed uh, our partnership with our affiliates because, you know, if you're producing programming... Uh, and you're raising money to produce programming, it's only as good as the affiliates. The affiliates have mm-hmm. to want it. <laughs> they mm-hmm. have to say, mm-hmm. this is worth airing. And so we've been, Real Presence Radio has been one of the champions out there. We've had a few uh, Catholic affiliates, radio affiliates, that are, you know, are in the top tier, and Real Presence is one of them. So... We've got a lot of great things going on, enduring things going on, and Ron came on board pretty early on uh, in the work that he was doing there. So we, there's, it's, a, it's got a very familial quality to it. It, it used to be, you know, unfortunately, there, it, as time went on, some dissension began to grow up among certain people in the Catholic radio world, and people felt it necessary to go out and do their own thing and compete. EWTN, mm-hmm. but uh, those of us who have been associated with EWTN have really worked hard to try to preserve Mother's sense of family, that there's a familial relationship mm-hmm. between EWTN and the affiliates and the program producers, you know, like Javi Maria Radio. Yeah. But it's unusual. It, 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 it was, there was no business plan for this at the beginning, you know. It was... Um, it was one of those things that I think the Holy Spirit led people to invest in stations or lease signals. 
and then trusted that EWTN would provide the effective programming, always confident that it would be uh, an echo chamber mm-hmm. for the magisterium of the Church. So that's one thing we don't worry about. Those of us associated with Catholic Radio, and especially with EWTN, uh, we don't have problems with people, you know, wanting to rewrite the catechism or something. Um, right. We're, we're all, we, we all got involved in this in order to do remedial catechesis, in order to make sure that Catholics were able to hear the teaching of the Church. And this is what Catholic Radio is so good at. It is a daily voice, a brotherly voice of encouragement, of exhortation, of edification. It's a daily spur to help us all evangelize and to continue educating ourselves in the faith. It's not just enough to repeat orthodoxy, right? Not just enough to repeat orthodox doctrine. You've got to apply it, and you've got to use it to better understand the world we're living in. And that's why Catholic Radio is, I think, so um, so important and effective. Uh, we do that. Uh, our focus is on being faithful to what the Church teaches and not leaving it there, trying to then apply it and use it as a light by which we see the world. In fact, that's what I like to tell people. What we try to do on Crest in the afternoon is we... Of course, the, we, we certainly want to teach correct doctrine. So today we'll be talking about uh, Our Lady of Fatima. But we also want to use that doctrine as the light by which we see the world. So we don't just repeat the truths of the faith. We try to understand reality in light of them. Amen. And I think that's what Catholic Radio is good for. Amen. I uh, I have a sense of Plato's cave here, and that as missionary evangelists, that we can call people out of the cave. That through the the gospel of Jesus Christ, we can preach and live in the world, uh, uh, bringing the kingdom to the world, and just drawing people out of the chains of the darkness. Uh, that surround us in these difficult days. But man, is there a message of hope. And Al, we're so grateful that you've helped us here and that you've continued to help us sharpen our our tools and our faith here. If you're out there listening, we would love to have you in honor of Al and all the great work he's mm-hmm. doing. Uh, support us to help us reach that $2,400 goal this half hour to support Catholic Radio. The number is 877-795-0122. Again, 877-795-0122. Thank you, Al, for joining us this morning. Heather, thank you. Joe, thank you. And again, you guys have been a pioneer in Catholic Radio. And listeners need to know that without their support, there can't be Catholic Radio. So Catholic Radio, you've got it if you can keep it. Amen. Thanks, Al. Al.